0: Welcome to this special episode of Composer Quest. I'm your host Charlie McCarran, and this episode is dedicated to the Russian composer Alexander Scriabin, who died 100 years ago today. In honor of this creative guy, I asked listeners to help make a sound quilt out of his Prelude in A Minor, Opus 11, Number Two. Each person signed up for a measure and then recorded it using whatever instruments they had at their disposal. In total, 68 different measures were created by 49 composers in all parts of the world, from Hawaii to Estonia to Taiwan. So without further ado, I give you Patrick Skriabin. I had a ton of fun mixing this piece together, and I couldn't stop listening to it afterwards. Last week I had the piano prelude stuck in my head all week, but now I have this crazy mashup version stuck in my head. If you want to download it, visit composerquest.com slash and Scriabin is spelled S-C-R-I-A-B-I-N. As I mentioned before, this quest was co-hosted by UniqueSound.com, a new site for composer portfolios. The nice people at Unique Sound have offered $100 as prize money for the coolest measure, so I asked everyone who participated to vote for their favorite measure, other than their own, and other than mine, since I organized this. And of course, I have to build suspense before we hear who the winner is, so I'm going to do a countdown of the top 10 measures, ending with the big winner. Before we get into it, I should mention that you can get on the waiting list for Unique Sound by going to uniquesound.com. Since they're in their first stages of development, they're gradually adding composers. So check it out, especially if you're interested in producing music for films and commercials. Now for our top 10 measure countdown. The votes were pretty spread out among all the measures, but here's the group that got two votes each. We had four of them, and I'll play these in no particular order. First, the trombone trio from Nick Simon. I asked if he used a bass trombone, since one of the parts sounds so low, but he said it's just his large classical trombone. Also with two votes was William E., one of the few composers to add percussion to his measure. He used an 808 kit. Maybe you've heard that term before. If you're wondering, it's a classic hip-hop drum sound that came from the Roland TR-808 drum machine from the 80s. Noah Kiesekar threw Skriabin's 138 beats per minute tempo marking out the window, and he slowed it down to a crawl. If Noah had used any other kind of production, I think it might have killed the mood, but he found the perfect sounds for a fun breakdown. The final measure of the mashup also got two votes. Tony Schulte went the route of a very long and dramatic looping tail on that final note. (音楽) Moving on, we had four entries that got three votes each. Let's start with Will Robertson's a cappella vocal arrangement. Most composers opted for sounds other than piano, since that was the original arrangement. But Denise Hudson had a beautiful new take on it. She used piano and layered on woodwinds, strings, and some synths that sound like wine glasses. I have no words for Valentine Laforte's measure, only that I want him to make an entire remix for us all to dance to. The last measure with three votes is by Ben Burns. Ben responded to my request of giving me a little audio commentary about how he made the measure. So let's hear from him in his own words. Hi, uh, my name is Benjamin Burns, and I composed measure 15 and 27 of the quilt. Um, For measure 15, I used Famitracker, which is software used to create chiptune music. Um, Specifically, it's designed to emulate a Nintendo Sound chip, so it sounds very retro and cool. For measure twenty-seven, I used my voice, which I don't do very often because I don't feel like I sing uh, terribly well. But it was a lot of fun to try anyway. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. It was a it was a good experiment, and um, seeing as the amount of time that it took to create the actual measure was minimal. It was satisfying to sit down for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes and just kind of whip something up real quick. A few other composers also sent me audio commentary on their measures, and I'll play those for you after the big announcement. So here we go. There were two composers who earned four votes each, so we have a tie for first place. These two composers will split the winnings and each get 50 bucks from Unique Sound. So I'm pleased to present our Patrick winners. Tom Robson and Timon Wiencek. Congrats, guys! First, here's Tom's measure. He used a sample of a singer in the midst of a super climactic moment. Timon went the video gaming route and changed up the 3-4 rhythm by adding an interesting beat to it. So congrats again to Tom and Timon. And congrats to all of you who finished your measure. We really made something cool, and I think Scriabin would be proud. Now let's hear from a few more composers about their process.
1: Hi Charlie, hi ComposerQuest listeners. My name is Johannes, and I'm talking to you from Regensburg in Bavaria, Germany. So for the Scriabin patchwork, I was lucky enough to get my hands on measure 3, 17 and 58. In my first measure, which is measure 3, I wanted to create an ethnic-sounding vibe with exotic instruments, whereas measure 17 and 58 are more retro-slash-8-bit sounding. Now I'll shortly describe my instrumentation for measure 3. I started out with a pad sound to create some subtle atmosphere in the background, which ended up being very low in volume in the final mix, because I wanted the listener to focus on the instruments that play the actual pitches from the prelude. On top of that, I added a tabla, an indian percussion instrument. A Japanese koto, that plays a little bend and release kind of thing. Above that, a santur, an indian string instrument, which is almost like a dulcimer which provides the harmony for the top melody, played by a Persian flute. While building this thing, I spent some thoughts on how you would create an interesting sound in such a short amount of time, since time is such a foundational element in music. First I was thinking I would have to build a very complex structure with many different instruments, but then I realized that in those two seconds or so the listener probably wouldn't be able to process too much information, and it was maybe better to go for a minimalistic approach. To find the right balance between those extremes was really the challenge for me here. So thanks Charlie for organizing this experiment, it was much fun and congratulations to all of you other participants out there. I thought all the measures were really great and it was very tough for me to pick my favorite for the voting. I'm looking forward to future projects and I think Scrabin would have loved all those different sonic colors we merged together.
0: Next up, fellow Minnesotan, Eric Ostrom. For my measure, I used accordion and electric guitar. It took me two tracks to get the accordion, to get the the timbres I wanted, and three tracks to do the guitar because I'm not a very good guitar player. Um, But then I was able to pan them around and sort of mix them independently, and that was a cool sound. I also ended up taking over a measure from Keith Klingensmith, who's a fantastic singer and uh, pop music background singer, especially. He'll just do layers and layers of harmonies. So, in tribute to him, I did that measure all vocally, but of course, it's much too high and much too low for me, so I had to manipulate things a little. <laughs> And finally, here's a young composer who's a freshman in high school and just found the podcast. Hi, my name is Jackson Lobot. I am a composer down in Rexburg, Idaho, and I composed measure number 53 for the Patrick Scriabin. If you listen carefully to my measure, it's about around the minute to 20 second mark, you'll hear a ticking noise in the background. That is GarageBand's metronome. When I went to record, I forgot to turn it off, and now it is forever there. Thankfully, though, my instruments didn't make onto the recording. The instruments that you hear are a guitar, a cello, and a mandolin. They're all being plucked via my fingers. The reason I chose to pluck the strings and not uh, strum or bow them is I feel like the plucked strings, especially on the mandolin, gives it a lot more of a soft timbre, that of a piano, perhaps. I mean, it's a piano prelude, so let's try to make it sound like a piano. Thanks to you guys for sending me your audio commentary. As long as we're talking about our process, I thought I'd bring up my process during one of the measures. I had planned on filling in if anyone didn't finish, and surprisingly, there were only four measures that didn't get finished out of 68. So I quickly added those four measures. My favorite of the bunch is this one. I approached this measure knowing I wanted to use the same sounds as the Composer Quest Quest theme as a little Easter egg for you loyal listeners. My measure turned out to sound pretty different than the Quest theme. It still has the retro synth cheese, but because it's Scriabin, it seems instantly more deep and mysterious. I was actually really excited to see that Measure 28 wasn't finished, because I think it's my favorite part of Scriabin's Prelude. Since the right hand is just holding a chord for the entire measure, I thought it'd be good to use a synth that has a lot of weight and richness to it. So I ended up using three very similar synths for each note of the chord. One panned right, one panned left, and one in the center. That flourish you hear at the beginning is outlining the same chord in each voice, but I just played the notes in a different order each time. My hope was that it would make it sound a little glitchy, and give it some more character when all three voices are combined. I also added a harp layer, and a synth string layer, so the top chord sounds like this. For the bass line, I made these three layers. they sound like this. So here's the final mix one last time. So there you have it. Congrats again to everyone who participated. That was a lot of fun. The full credits are posted at ComposerQuest.com slash Patrick along with a world map showing where we all live. If you want to get involved in future quests like this, make sure to join my mailing list at composerquest.com email. Thanks for listening, and check back on Wednesday for a new episode of ComposerQuest.